0: Good morning, this is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Friday the 10th of September. The European Central Bank yesterday announced a taper, a tiny taper, but a taper nonetheless. The European Central Bank will be injecting less liquidity into an economy that is growing at a faster rate. To call this anything other than a taper would be, to use a phrase from the era of UK Prime Minister Thatcher, economical with the truth. However, the small scale of the taper indicates that the European Central Bank is likely to be injecting liquidity for a relatively long period of time. The ECB's balance sheet will eventually shrink relative to GDP, which is an organic quantitative tightening, but it is not likely to decline in absolute euro terms on any realistic forecast time horizon. There's nothing especially surprising in this. The euro area economy does not demand the same increases of liquidity today that it demanded 12 months ago, so a taper is necessary. But the euro area economy is lagging behind the Anglo-Saxon economies, so it cannot be surprising that the liquidity injections will last longer than the Anglo-Saxon economies. ECB President Lagarde speaks again today. From the United States, we have a range of inflation numbers in the form of producer price inflation data for the month of August. The signal should be of some slowdown in the momentum, with the expectation being that the month-on-month figures will be lower than in the July data. The monthly change is helpful in assessing the direction of inflation pressures, but it should be noted that this is also seasonally adjusted data. And as no one is spending in a seasonal pattern these days, seasonal adjustment does become more than a little problematic. Future producer price data in the States will be impacted by climate change, with storms causing disruptions, but Hurricane Ida was too late to impact this particular data release. In the United Kingdom and Europe, we've had a quick barrage of production data. UK industrial production continues to be strong, and in the Netherlands, the June data was revised higher, as is so often the case with economic activity data these days. We're still waiting for the French and Spanish production numbers. None of these economies are exactly manufacturing powerhouses anymore, but collectively the stronger production numbers remind us that global manufacturing output is very close to record highs. The issue, of course, is the abnormally high demand for goods, which has been temporarily boosting savings and switching consumption patterns. And it is unreasonable to suppose that production can keep up with a sudden demand surges like that. The UK's monthly GDP report also had some interesting comments. The number was somewhat below expectations, but the pattern of switching to spending money on having fun is very clear from the details. The UK's Office of National Statistics also noted that car production meaning auto-production for the benefit of US listeners, was recovering from the component shortages, but that the construction sector was suffering from a lack of materials relative to demand. The UK consumer has of course emerged from a pandemic spent watching home makeover programmes on Netflix and rushed to redecorate, another example of unusual demand patterns. But as the UK consumer is now rushing to the pub instead, the demand should rebalance over time. That's all for today. Have a good day.
1: UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only.